48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Barry O'Rourke. The top stories. Seven activists, including three former lawmakers, are jailed for their role in an unauthorised protest last year. The civil service chief admits fewer people will want to work for the government after it introduces a national security test. And a crew of the three arrives for the longest mission yet on China's space station. The district court has sentenced seven activists to between six and 12 months behind bars for their roles in a protest on July the 1st last year. Violet Wong has more. The seven are former lawmakers Wu Chi Wai, Leung Kwok Hong and Chi Ho Dick, former district councillors Choi Chi Kin and Zhang Kin Sing, as well as activists Vigo Chen and Tang Sai Lai. They had earlier pleaded guilty to charges of organising, taking part in or inciting others to join the unauthorised protest last year on the anniversary of the SAL's handover. Chen, Chi and Long were already in jail after being convicted in other cases. The eighth defendant, former district councillor Lancelot Chen, has pleaded not guilty to incitement. His case has been adjourned until June. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nipp, says he believes fewer, fewer people will seek government jobs after officials added a national security law test for applicants. The questions will be incorporated into an existing paper on the basic law. Speaking on RTHK, Mr Nipp says he's not worried about finding talent. He noted that applicant numbers usually drop after huge changes, but increase later. I think finding the right people is the most important. I expect applicant numbers to drop, especially after our society experienced so many events over the past two years. The riots, the national security law, improvements to our electoral system. For our recruitment exercise this year, I saw the applicant figures drop for administrative and executive officer posts by about 30%. But still, we got 9,700 people applying for administrative officer posts. Every year we want to hire more people, but still, we only recruit 30 at most. Competition is still high. A crew of Taikonauts have entered China's under-construction Tiangong space station. They'll spend six months there on the nation's longest crewed mission. Robert Kemp reports. Trio blasted off on a long march 2F rocket at 12.23 a.m. from the Juquan Launch Center in the Gobi Desert. The mission, twice as long as its 90-day predecessor, will set up equipment and test technology for the space station's construction. Mission Commander Jai Ji Gang, former fighter pilot who performed the country's first spacewalk in 2008, has said the team will undertake more complex spacewalks. The team also includes Ye Guan Fu and military pilot Wang Yaping, the first woman to visit the country's space station. The government says it's found no new cases of COVID-19 after testing about 830 residents in an overnight lockdown at a tower at Grand Promenade in Saiwan Ho. Officials ordered the tests after a Russian consular worker who was isolating at home after being exempted from hotel quarantine on his return to the SAR on October the 5th tested preliminary positive for the L452R mutant strain. 
The chairman of the Housing Society, Walter Chan, says the organisation can help the government with its proposed northern metropolis development. Speaking on a radio show, Mr Chan says he hopes the project to develop hundreds of thousands of homes and other facilities in northern areas of Hong Kong will improve people's living environment. He says the society, the SAR's second biggest provider of public housing, will support the government's work. To what extent and the proportion of projects or work we can undertake is not certain at this moment. However, we have undertaken to build designated rehousing estates in Hong Shui Kiu, Wudong Lof and Fanning, which would help the Hong Kong government's clearance operation smoother, quicker and easier and less resistance from the affected residents. And now the weather. There'll be sunny periods in the afternoon, mainly cloudy and slightly cooler tonight. Moderate to fresh northerly winds, occasionally strong offshore tonight. Outlook mainly fine and slightly cooler in the next couple of days. Temperatures will fall to around 20 degrees on Monday. The temperature now is at 29 degrees Celsius and humidity is at 64%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is coming up to five minutes past one. Police in Britain have declared the fatal stabbing of a member of parliament, David Amos, to be a terrorist incident. They say their initial investigations have revealed a potential motivation linked to Islamist extremism. Mr Amos, from the governing Conservative Party, was stabbed to death yesterday in a church hall in south-east England. Kim Ledbetter is an MP and the sister of Joe Cox, the last British lawmaker to be murdered five years ago. The main people I'm thinking about are David's family and his friends and actually the community that he represents and has represented for such a long time. And I think that's the thing that people need to understand. This is about a lot of people whose lives will have been changed forever today. And, you know, I know people still come up to me and talk to me about where they were when Joe was killed and their lives have just been changed. The US is to reopen its borders on November the 8th to foreign travellers who've been fully vaccinated against the coronavirus. The BBC's Peter Bowes explains what the new measures will mean for travellers from more than 30 countries affected. They must be fully vaccinated, that's the main detail. They must have had one of the vaccinations approved by the US Food and Drug Administration or given emergency use authorization by the World Health Organization. In addition, within the 72 hours before they travel, they have to have tested negative. But once they get to the United States, no restrictions, certainly no quarantine, they can go about their lives as usual. And this uh, comes really after a lot of mounting pressure on the Biden administration to lift those restrictions that have been in force now for some 18 months or so. To sport, the Chinese Grand Prix has been dropped from next year's Formula One calendar. The Shanghai race has not been held since the pandemic began. It's been replaced by the Emilia Romana Grand Prix at Imola in April. The, in April, the season starts in Bahrain on the 20th of March and will feature a first race in Miami. The BBC's Formula One reporter Jenny Gao says losing the race in China is a blow to the sport and its owner, Liberty. If you think about the automotive industry and where most cars are made, China is a huge outlet and it's seen as a huge sales tool as well with hundreds of thousands of people coming across the race weekend to see the Grand Prix, to experience Formula One and the sort of new technologies that it brings. So I think it will be a big hit that it can't get to China. But next season sees Miami um, on the calendar for the first time. So whilst you lose with some places, obviously gaining a, another American race in a big one like Miami, I think is seen by Liberty as a good step forward. 
In football, Steve Bruce says there's been no discussions on his future at Newcastle United beyond tomorrow's game against Tottenham. Bruce was speaking for the first time since the takeover of the club by a Saudi-backed consortium and ahead of his thousandth game as a manager. Here's Steve Bruce, who had a short meeting with the owners. Well, I hope you are feeling the heat from your bosses, because it hasn't happened, has it? What you all wanted. So let's hope you're getting a bit of stick from your, the people who put you in charge of whatever department you do. So, as I've said many, many times, when you're going to manage in the Premier League, you have to pick what's coming your way. You have to have, to have the ability to see the job through, which is train the players as best they can, prepare them as best they can. Who wouldn't want this opportunity now? Any manager would love this opportunity um, and love to be sitting in my chair. So I'll make a fist of it. I'll try my utmost and, and, as always, try my best, which is best for the club. Liverpool's Brazilian duo Alisson Becker and Fabinho will travel directly to Spain from international duty to complete their COVID-19 quarantine. The club is sending them to Madrid, where Liverpool face Atletico in the Champions League on Tuesday. They'll miss Liverpool's meeting with Watford in tonight's early Premier League game. Here's the Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp. Somebody decided to give um, Brazil the opportunity to play last night, so like a few hours ago. Then somebody made a decision that we have to play on Saturday 12.30, so it's all not in our hands. If we say something, then always the same people say the same stuff. Yeah, that's why you have a big squad. That's all clear, but you have a big squad, not for issues you have with football associations. Chennai Super Kings have won cricket's Indian Premier League. They beat Kolkata Knight Riders by 27 runs to win their fourth title. Meanwhile, in baseball, the Astros have drawn first blood in their American League Championship Series against the Boston Red Sox. They won 5-4 in Game 1 of 7 in Houston this morning. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Seven activists, including three former lawmakers, are jailed for their role in an unauthorised protest last year. The civil service chief admits fewer people will want to work for the government after it introduced a national security test. And a crew of three arrives for the longest mission yet on China's Tiangong space station. And that's all the news for now from RTHK. And we're back, hour two. Hour two for some Toto. Here's Home of the Brave. So much 